my shorts. Welcome to the Dave Lee Down Under Podcast. I am, of course, your host, Dave Lee, and this is episode number five. I can't believe it. We've reached this amazing milestone of five, technically six episodes, if you count the um, the uh, the pilot run-through that we did uh, at the very, very beginning. Of course, you can join us every single Monday here on the podcast. This episode is going out on all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Uh, I've only just found out about Amazon Podcasts. Amazon, new one. Yeah, so we are uh, working to get on there as well. We're on a bunch of the smaller ones as well, so you can find us anywhere. Of course, a visual element is also available uh, to view on YouTube, which goes out two days earlier to Patreon supporters, uh, but is available on the Monday for everyone else, of course. Uh, if you want to be a patron and support uh, myself and the channel and the podcast for as little as $1 a month, you can do so by going to patreon.com forward Cheap slash, ass. I know, as long as uh, over at Dave, uh, Dave Lee Denunda. I am very cheap. I, I put myself out there very cheap. Your girlfriend told me that. Oh, well, let's move on. Uh, you can <laughs> you can find me on YouTube at Dave Lee Down Under, over on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you just search me and I'll pop up. Otherwise, there are links down in the description if you're watching the video or even in the podcast. I'm putting links down there as well. So there you go. If you want to write into the show, you can shoot an email to DaveLeePod at gmail.com. If you're listening on the podcast platforms, I would love you to leave a review. Only good ones. Only good ones. Don't want um, the bad ones. Don't want the bad ones. Um, we have got, um, I think we got one more star rating this week, and we're still a five-star show. I was going to say, what a one-star No, it was a fi- luckily it was a five-star. Of course, the voice that you're hearing, uh, other than mine, is Old Mate Rick. Old Mate Rick with those dulcet tones. Yes, he's joined <laughs> us once again. How are you guys? Hope everyone's okay. Uh, we are still in lockdown here in Melbourne, so we've got uh, Old Mate Rick with us, helping to launch the podcast. Over they've the they've eased us off a little bit, though. What's that? Oh, they have restrictions off a little bit. Thankfully. Not much, but just a little bit. Yeah, well, our cases are going down. We're recording this on a Friday afternoon, and uh, our cases today are seven. Seven, which is good. Thankfully, which is nice. We're going down. Two two passed away. Two passed away, unfortunately, which is always very sad to hear. Um, We got seven cases, which is good. We need to stay at like like around a. Well, they want to get it under, what is it, five? Five. Yeah, like an average of five. An average of five over 14 days. Yeah, 14 days. And then they'll uh, open us up and let us go free. <sighs> well, but we're allowed to we're allowed to go to the park now. We're oh yeah, we're allowed to meet up with with a couple of people oh, at yeah, the park yeah, yeah. and have a have a have a picnic that. with social distancing, of yeah, course. They've got the uh, circles, uh, don't they? Yeah, some of the some of the parks <laughs> some of the parks in Melbourne. The uh, it must be the council, I would, I would assume, yeah, or is yeah, it I'd the so. DHHS? The I'm not sure. Oh, either Health one. and Human yeah, Services. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Are putting a. Uh, 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 Drawing circles in the in the mm-hmm. parks, all you know, yeah. uh, one and a half meters apart. Crazy, which is what a world, bizarre. What a world. Uh, the, the, one of the weird things that's come from this, I think, really good things, is that nature seems to be sort of yeah. resetting itself. Now, where we live, Mother Nature's way of saying, slow down. Well, and I let's feel like this is like yeah, Mother Nature is having a chance to kind of heal. Um, and where we are, we're sort of not like out country. We're sort well, of we're somewhere. Uh, we're sort of on the verge of like like green green belt. Sort of. We're in the, we're in the green it. belt. So probably. for anyone overseas listening, 
You've got the outback Australia, which is like desert. You have got uh, the bush, which is like, I guess, forest. And we're sort of like yeah. between city and bush sort of. Well, it used to be. When, 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 when I you know, moved into the area 30-odd mm-hmm. years ago, mm-hmm. it was semi-rural. Yeah. So it's still classed as semi-rural. So yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's, on the, it's, on, it's on the edge of being rural. Yeah. Well, when, when my girlfriend first came out here to Australia, of course, because she lives over in the UK, she was surprised by how our main strip of uh, of shops looked like it come from the old west. <laughs> tin <laughs> tin roofs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah, Leach thought she'd set back into the eighteen hundreds. Um, but, well, but yeah, yeah one, of, from one of the well, yeah, one, one of the weird things is that uh, we've got kookaburras everywhere at the moment. Yeah, we were sitting out the front the other day, weren't yeah. we? Watching them, and yeah. there were. There were what? There was about eight of them well, or something flying around, around. At least eight of them just flying around. I'm hearing them all day. Now, kookaburras, of course, a native Australian animal. They're the ones that have that funny laugh. I'm not so, going to try and do it. I'm not going to try and do it either. <laughs> they have that laugh. It's a, they, their call is like a laugh. And it's one of the, it's like one of the yeah, big Australian animals. Koala, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. kangaroo, yeah. whatever. You, you hear, hear about them, right? And you very rarely do you actually see one. And when you see one, it's like, oh, that's awesome. There's a kookaburra sitting outside yeah. or whatever. They've been everywhere this last week. And like... The 30 years I've been alive, living in the same place, you see one maybe every year, a couple every year. They have just been everywhere for the last week. And you hear them from 6 a.m. in the morning, they're waking me up, and I heard them the other night at like 1.30 a.m. Yeah. Like all day. It's, it's so weird. It is so weird. And they're really close. They must be living in the gum trees out the back. Well, yeah, well, weird. we had a couple of big gum trees out the back, and there's a house, I think, on the diagonal. Mm-hmm. Um. A couple of blocks over, there got a couple of huge gum trees up there. Yeah, and um, I'm pretty sure there's a couple living up there. Yeah, it's nuts. It's crazy. So I just and just here, just outside, I guess because we've been in lockdown, we've had this curfew. There's not much movement of people. There's not much car, not not many cars going around. I just feel like all these birds have just come out of the. You know, they oh, feel, yeah, I we had know. the we had those huge bushfires. Oh out, yeah, they probably come down. And when I say out east, we're talking you know a few hundred kilometres yeah. away. Um, but there was a huge amount of yeah. land burnt out there in, yeah. in uh, eastern eastern Victoria and and southeastern New South yeah. Wales, and what they're saying is a lot of the a lot of the wildlife mm. is moving further Moved west, across. and they've come they've come so far west that they that they're sort of it's coming. Crazy. Out here. It's nice though. You sit it's out there, fantastic. you just hear all the birds, the kookaburras, and just all the other birds that you don't really hear. I think because it's so quiet out there now, it's just. Oh, it's great. You just sit out there and just enjoy the nature on a level that you just really haven't. Well, even we're, we're recording this mid mid afternoon yeah. on, on a Friday, mm-hmm. and, we, and we had breakfast, breakfast, lunch, lunch before, and we sat yeah. out on the front, out yeah. the front veranda, yeah. and just watching watching all the wildlife. And there was like butterflies everywhere, crazy. and birds flying it's everywhere, and it's wonderful. I mean, we're in an area where we get a lot of wildlife anyway, but yeah, but it's so but much it's, more now. It's and three it's, or four, five, five times fold yeah, now. It's awesome. It's great. So I feel like I feel like Mother Nature's kind of going. You know what? I'm going to hear. I'm healing now. I'm healing now. As silly as it sounds, I think that like is a real legitimate thing to that. It's just like the earth would not surprise me. It's alive. It's all alive. You know. I mean, being in Australia, I mean, Mm. as as Aussies will know, we've got a great big hole in the ozone above us, and and things burn and everything Mm -hmm. really easily Mm -hmm. here. And Mm -hmm. it's nice to get that sort of break from yeah, break from. It's not nice to have the the, the coronavirus stuff, but, around, yeah. But um, it's nice to to you know for the uh, planet to have that sort of break. Right. 
Yeah. And, and when it first started, there was there was images of um, places like um, Hong Kong. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, another place. The dolphins the world. in uh, Venice. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, crazy. Um, and crazy you stuff. know, like Hong Kong's one of the most polluted cities in the world. Yeah. And and it was clear. Yeah, amazing. Just amazing. Just crazy. So the world's wow. going to have the world's had a, a year to breathe, which is one of the really lovely takeaways of the whole thing. I mean, we don't want the thing around, but it's like you know, if you're going to have a silver lining. Yeah, you know, it's one of those, yep. just one of those things. Yep. Um, so the world is taking a break. You're a man who likes to have a break and sit and watch some television. Uh, it took yeah. you three nights, four <laughs> nights to, to, uh, uh, yeah. to get through a program. Uh, what, was, what was I watching? Um, one of your car Kindig, shows. Kindig, Kindig Customs, one of my right car right. shows I yeah. like to watch with uh, Dave Kindig. Mm-hmm. Incredible car designer. Yeah. But I started watching it. I think it was on. There was one. There's one particular episode. I started watching. I think it was on Sunday night last mm-hmm. week, and I got about ten minutes into it. Mind you, this is probably at about I don't know quarter past twelve, twelve thirty a.m. or something. And ten minutes in, I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And I woke up. The program had finished. I thought, oh bugger it! I go to bed. So I went to bed. Yeah. Following night, same thing. I thought, oh, let's turn it on and watch it again. Mm-hmm. I started from where it finished last time where I thought it finished last time, about 10 minutes later, off to sleep again. <laughs> <laughs> Two nights in a row. And then I thought, next night, same thing happened. I fell right asleep and woke up at the end. And I thought, yeah. oh, my God. So then I went back again the following night and tried again. Same thing happened. So the fourth night, yeah. fourth <laughs> night it took me <clears throat> that I did the same thing and I fell asleep again, but I thought, bugger it. So I rewound yeah. it and watched the rest of it and got, and got through. It was just... <sighs> I think I think that just tells you need to go to bed a lot earlier. Go to bed a bit earlier. <laughs> think. Yeah. Um, now I did say at the beginning we've had some more really great feedback come in, more reviews, more ratings on the podcast. Had a little bit of backlash though, a little bit of backlash. A couple of a couple of people nitpickers, namely a couple of my mates. Yeah, um, Tim. Who, Tim and Jackson out there. Uh, backlash over the amount of sound effects I've been using on the podcast. Ah, uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to just <laughs> get get it out of my system. <laughs> Well, Jackson likes to call himself my manager, um, but I, I like to just say he's the kind of manager you pay five cents an hour for. So uh, I wouldn't exactly take, you know, his uh, his advice. No, probably. Uh, but anyway, we're, we've got we're going to get the sound effects out of the way for today. Um, and I do I do apologise if I use too many of them. I'm just enjoying this board; it's a lot of fun this week. Um, however, we. Um, I didn't really watch anything that was that exciting, really. No, no. As you all know, I watch a lot of movies, catalogue stuff. No, nothing really of note this week. I watched Tombstone for the first time. Good film, Tombstone. Which is fantastic. I, I loved it. One of the great, like, neo Western films, like modern Western. We've continued with our X Men rewatch. Oh, not rewatches. We're watching yeah, X Men films for yeah. the first time. X Men Apocalypse, we did last weekend. Yeah, only which got was one a bit of them fun. Again. Yeah, only got one in, which I thought was a bit of. I thought it was fun. A lot of people knock no, it for it being. It wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't, yeah. wasn't the best of the. No. Best of the films out no, there. But it's just know. dumb, brainless, stupid comic book. Yeah, you can sort of switch film. off and have a bit of a exactly. snooze in the middle of yeah, it. And exactly right. I thought it was all, all right. Sort of shit. And uh, what's that? What's that sound? Oh, oh he's missed it again. <laughs> try, okay, hang on. Let's, let's try that again. Try it again. All right, ready? And go. Yeah, got it. It is the <laughs> Deadwood update. Deadwood update. Deadwood update. All right, how many episodes of Deadwood did we get in this week? Of course, we're watching Deadwood. This is the third time we've attempted to get through Deadwood. How many did we get in this week? We've started it three times, never Sta- gotten right through it. Yeah, right. And I think we're up to a point now where we have 
now starting to see ones we haven't seen. Yeah, I, I think, think so, yeah, yeah. So we've seen, we've now watched, what, nine episodes ten, of the first yeah, season? Yeah, we've watched nine, so up, up to ten. Episode ten, so we watched two this week. Two this week. It's just a show that we just we just struggle to find time to watch because we've got so much other stuff going on at the moment. Uh, like we finished, um, uh, and it's probably it's probably when when we start watching it, there's other stuff around, and the other stuff is actually better. Well, yeah, exactly. And we're right. stuck so on this like, other yeah, stuff, and, yeah. think, no, and it just gets pushed back. Yeah, and then you go, oh, we've got some time tonight. We'll put on a Deadwood. Uh, we finished the loudest voice, brilliant program, excellent, miniseries excellent with Russell Crowe, really worth a watch. Uh, fantastic. Russell Crowe was fantastic. Oh, amazing. The makeup was amazing too. Oh, yeah, I thought so good. He won it. Did he win? A, I think he won the Golden Globe for that. Amazing. He's in, he's incredible in that. Yellowstone season three. We're getting through. Nearly Love finished. It. Love it. Brilliant show. He loves it. He bought his Love cowboy it. hat, which he's wearing now. Again, if you're not listening, he's if wearing his cowboy hat. If you're not watching, if, if you're, you're not watching, if you're listening and not watching, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're not watching, <laughs> he's got his ha- cowboy hat on. We also started watching. Now we've got to be careful what we say because I'm not. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say I've been watching this. I think I'm allowed to say, but I've been watching it. Uh, we've been watching the new Disney Plus series, The Right Stuff. Tiptoe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been given like five episodes of that. I'm literally not allowed to say anything that I'm embargoed. No reaction or anything to it. I'm, like no rea- I can't even tell you what I thought about it, my thoughts. I can't tell you what it's about. Or, I, I, I can't say anything. I think I'm allowed to say I've watched it. Otherwise, I'm going to be – Disney will be on the phone to me next week. Well, up, it's up for reviews. So. It's up for reviews. Well, on, for, for – Reviewers like yourself. Well, yeah. Well, exactly right. So for reviewers, it's there. They've given me the first like few episodes, and I will have a review for that this week on Tuesday. So free. When's uh, embargo? Embargo's on Tuesday, so the review okay. will be up on. on Did they Tuesday. give you a time this time? They have given me a time. Sometimes they don't give a time, and I'm a bit like weary about what time I can put it up. But it's like six p.m. Australian time, I think, which is like like three a.m. in America. So I think okay. I, I think I'll put it up a little bit later. But because in be the up. past they've just given you a date, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, and I just put it up like midnight. And they're fine with that. Yeah. Um, but I sometimes feel like I've I've gone a little earlier. So jump, I don't know. Jump the gun. Yeah. yeah. So, but, uh, but no, I, I stay – I'm always very careful. And I just – I buy by the rules of the local team, but sometimes the rules of that – the local it, side and the international side is yeah. a bit different. So I feel like maybe they're playing it a bit easier now and actually giving it a time. So anyway, the review for that will be up. The more I talk about it, the more I feel like I'm just going to say something I shouldn't be saying. Um Talking about stuff on streaming. Now, this kind of goes into what we've been talking about the last few weeks. There's been a report from Deadline this week. Deadline reported the takings on Bill and Ted 3. Bill and Ted Face the Music. Now, of course, it's a movie that was supposed to be going into theatres. Then the pandemic and everything just screwed everyone's release schedules up. Um, But Bill and Ted Face the Music, it was a movie that they decided... I think Lionsgate is the distributor in America. I didn't take the note this week, but I, I believe it's with Lionsgate in America, it's with Madman here in Australia. Um, and they kind of just decided, I guess because independent releases, they just thought, you know, we're going to get this movie out in the world. And they put it on video on demand and they also released it in cinemas in places that, you know, had theatres open. Um, and the, the film has actually taken in uh, $3.3 million in theatres. I believe, I don't think this is worldwide. I think this might just be US. But it's taken in $3.3 million in theatres, but took in $32 million on video on demand, which is 10 times more on video on demand than it did in theatres. Now, of course, there's more access to video on demand. It didn't open wide. It wasn't a wide release. There's only some theatres, so you've got to take that into account. But this is, again, that kind of thing that we've been talking about, like it's going to be the future of... yeah. Of movies, dropping movies on video on demand, and you can't Streaming tell me services. you can't tell me a studio is not going to look at this 
and not pay attention to it. They're oh, going to go, well, look at this. Look at look how much you've done over theatre. Like it's not just a small margin. This is not it's like a ten t- times. It's ten, ten times. times. It's not just like a movie that no one wanted to go and see or anything. This is a movie that's like absolutely smashed it on video on demand um, as, as opposed to how much it's made in theatres, which is nuts. It's crazy. Uh, of course, people are not going to the theatres during the pandemic, but it's given people that option to experience it in the home. Yeah. And I feel like people are going to get used to this now. They will. And it's going to be that thing where there's going to be, like I said a few weeks ago, like they're going to release it to cinemas, they're going to release it to home, and you just have a choice. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what they'll do. I, I feel like and until it gets to a point where where they're not getting the numbers on bums well, on yeah, seats, exactly right in cinemas. I think it's going to be one of those things that they juggle for years. Until and I think it particularly, like my, particularly, you know, your generation mm-hmm. as opposed to mine. I mean, yeah. you know, you're used to sort of streamings, and yeah, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Whereas, and even and even the generation behind you, oh well, yeah, in particular, well, the generation behind me, it's the, the, old, ones... it's the old McDonald's, the old McDonald's. Um, yeah, yeah. Philosophy yeah, that yeah, they yeah. come up with years ago. Yeah. Get them when they're children. Yeah. Get them when they're kids, and you've got them for life. Well, the, well, the generation behind me are the ones sitting there watching movies on their phone. Yeah, that's right. You know, I, been, I couldn't do that. I've been. <laughs> well, you've been. You've been doing that. Like, a lot. You watch little Facebook videos and stuff on your phone, <laughs> but it's like, uh, like I wouldn't like. Oh yeah, the Avengers Endgame is out. Let's watch it and sit there on my phone. I mean, I'm not knocking you if you're doing that. That's completely fine. Consume your media oh, God, how you I like. Do it. I love it. Um, yeah, exactly right. But um, I couldn't. I just couldn't sit there and watch like a blockbuster. But I know there's a lot of people that do, and that's the that's the the audience that's going to be catered for. Yeah, uh, going forward. That's right. Very sad. I don't think theaters will ever die. Um, there's always going to be a place for them. But I think well, I can I can see a time when when they will you because reckon? well, there was a few years ago nobody was going to cinemas, mm. and it was really it was really only um, things like um, uh, the Marvel. Cinematic well, universe yeah. that, that got people yeah, yeah, back yeah. to cinemas, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, and they they weren't doing well. And Star Wars and stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's so, true. Norm's so we're talking, you know, fifteen years, ten, fifteen years ago, wow. uh, early, early, late, late nineties, early two yeah. thousand. No, cinemas right. weren't doing well. You're right. Yeah. It's so well, we've already. Well, there's a couple in America that have gone bankrupt. And I, and I think, one and at I least, think, and I think the next generation. Uh, Mm. You know, they're probably lazy. Probably, <laughs> and, and yeah. I, don't, I don't want to get off the ass and go into well, a cinema. Well, my generation's lazy and the one below, gee, oh, it's even, imagine. Even more so. Even worse. Um, I don't know. So uh, it's something that we'll keep an eye on. We'll keep updating on the podcast because I think it's something that's very interesting. We're at this time of just we're like a state of flux and I think this pandemic has not only sped up the process but has given the studios the excuse yep. to experiment with something they've wanted to experiment with for 10 and years. And the consumer, the opportunity to do Oh, it. yeah, exactly right. And th- even down to things like, I know it's not movie-related, but like our football league, the Australian Football League, yep. have been talking for five or six years about trying out an, a, a, night, a night-time a night grand, grand, final. grand final. Which, you, you know, um, we call it a grand final in America. They'll yeah, call yeah, it a Super Bowl. Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, so they've been trying, wanting to do that for years and there's been a lot of people saying, mm. oh, let's try a night grand final. Yeah. This year, they've taken they're the doing it, yeah. and it's the first time in its history it has not, yeah. it has not been played in played Melbourne. In the afternoon. Yeah, oh, yeah. Played yeah, in, Melbourne. in Melbourne. So it's they're just everywhere. I think, I think it's not just cinema, it's like the world. There's all these things in all different areas of the world where they're trying, like even with, like, they, they've shortened our quarters this year. Yeah, the, like, they've, they've gone they've from 20-minute 20, 20 quarters to 16-minute yeah. quarters, yeah. and now they're talking about next year mm. um, bumping them up to 18-minute quarters, yeah. not going back to 20. So yeah. whether they go back to 20 or 18 yeah. or what, who knows. It's just so, I want the 20-minute quarters. I think it's just this year's given a lot of different 
areas of entertainment or the world of everything, just a chance to experiment with things for the better or the worse. I don't know. I don't mind it. I think it's something that's been a long time coming and it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things you've got to get used to. It's yeah, going to right. happen eventually. Yeah. And we may as well get used may to it well now. try these things now and see how they go. And exactly right. So if they work, yeah. they work. If they don't, piss it off. Don't well, exactly it. right. Um, one really unfortunate thing that has come from the pandemic is a lot of people are, uh, have lost jobs. Um, and Disney, very, very sadly, unfortunately, um, they've had 28,000 staff members uh, from Disneyland and Walt Disney World on furlough uh, since the beginning of the pandemic, and they're about to lay them all off. Uh, so this is a statement from uh, Josh Diamaro, who's the chairman of Disney Parks Experiences and Products, um, and he, this is a statement that he put out. Um, in light of the prolonged impact of COVID-19 on our business, including limited capacity due to physical distancing requirements and the continued uncertainty regarding the duration of the pandemic, exacerbated in California by the state's unwillingness to lift restrictions that would allow Disneyland to reopen, we have made, it, uh, made the very difficult decision to begin the process of reducing our workforce at our parks, experiences and product segment at all levels, having kept non-working cast members on furlough since April while paying healthcare benefits. Approximately 28,000 domestic employees will be affected, oh, of God. which about 67% are part-time. Uh, we're taking, uh, we're talking with impacted employees as well as to the unions on next steps for union-represented cast members. So that's that's insane. They're saying CBS did a report and said that the park, uh, the the parks between them, both um, Disneyland and Disney World, which is the Anaheim and the Florida Park, um, they're losing five hundred million dollars every two Whoa. weeks. Every two weeks, which means. Um, I mean, Walt Disney World in Florida is has reopened to limited capacity, but a rough estimate is that since the March 13 closure, um, which has been 29 weeks so far, the parks could have lost very, very close to $7.25 billion. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the GDP of a small country. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, exactly right. God. $7 billion loss. Just by closing a couple of theme parks over this pandemic, of, of course, as they said, they're paying off all the cast members while they're on furlough. All these other things they're going to have to be paying for. I wonder if that. I wonder if that that cost is not just what they're forking out in wages yeah. and you know all that sort of could stuff. Could be, but whether it's attendance. also revenue. Yeah, attendance and revenue could be like food shows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm not sure. Definitely. They didn't really break it down, but I, I imagine it probably is the silver parking. lining. There's a silver lining though. If yeah, you that? if you live there and you're mm. a Disney Park member. Yeah, yeah. Go to Disneyland because there's going to be nobody there because they've got limited capacity yeah. at the moment, haven't they? I'll get Florida. Florida Disney has. World. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, well, if you're yeah, in Florida, exactly. yeah. you'd, you'd be, yeah, going, yeah, you'd be, be going all the time because there's be nobody amazing. there. Yeah, and yeah, if you've yeah. been there when it's busy, yeah. oh, my it's God. Awful. But we've been there when it's when it, when there's off peak there. mm. and it's been fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's been able to walk up to a ride and just hop on. Get off and go around and hop on again. Yeah. Yeah. like... So if you are out so that yeah, way so if you're in Florida, way, bloody do it. I would be. Yeah, that's if you're comfortable to go to a park. Well, I don't know. I don't feel like I would be comfortable to go to a theme park. Ah, oh, it wouldn't bother me. It wouldn't bother you. No, well, they're, they're taking the precautions and stuff yeah. that they have to take, and so long as you keep mm. your distance from people and you yeah. don't do stupid things like you know licking door handles well, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're probably going to be okay. Yeah. I would think. 
And if you did the hopefully. smart thing and you took, you you can even take disposable gloves with you and yeah. and 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 antiseptic wipes, so that if you're hopping onto a ride and mm. you've got handles, yeah. get the antiseptic wipes out of the gloves and give it a wipe. I'm sure they've probably got all that. I, th- I believe they've probably got. I think they've I got. Would think so. They've got all that covered at the park anyway. I'm sure. Um, and like even like line spacing, spacing when you're standing in lines and yeah. stuff. So I think it's probably very safe. I don't know. I don't know if I personally would. I'd think about it, but but I don't know. Again, it's up to the individual. We're not doctors. No, We're not medical right. experts on the show. But from, from you know, it's just our, like a personal opinion here. Uh, but do you think Disneyland in in uh, Anaheim, California, should it reopen, or should they just keep it closed? I mean, they're losing a lot of money, but is it is it worth reopening? Uh, well, I don't really know the situation, but in in, yeah. in California, I think I think they're still hit pretty bad. Yeah, in California, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I think they're um, as far as I'm aware. You know, they got uh, pretty large. Um, new cases each day, mm. you know, all that sort of stuff, and I don't know what the death rate, death rate, and all that sort of stuff is over there. But um, I would think that it's probably too early, yeah, for Anaheim. I would think so. I think there's they've got a lot of work to do. Yeah, um, you know, as we've discussed over the last few weeks, being in a lockdown for the second time, it's <coughs> it's no yeah, fun. But we've fun. gone hard at it this time, and yep. it seems to be working. Hopefully, so, coming out the other end. So it's probably what the US needs to do. It's mm. it's not good for the economy and all those yeah. sorts of things and whatever. But at the when you come out the back end, things will be a lot better. Well, yeah, exactly right. And yeah. I think the, the 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 new normal, you know, what they what they're calling the COVID normal, yeah, yeah. is going to be completely <clears throat> different than what we. Oh yeah, for sure. That's to. changed the world forever. Like everything, there's so many things. Mm. <clears throat> like even we've discussed, sort of like um, when you go to to. Um, to shops and stuff now that some of them have got like um, screens, perspex like screens, the pers- perspex screens, and they'll yeah. stick around. They won't ever get rid oh, of them. Oh no, 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 for sure, they'll stay there. Now. Exactly right. It's just little and then things like when that. You, when you look at when you look at it, I mean, the Chinese, um, or the not just the Chinese, but the Asian community, mm. um, they, they it's not it's not uncommon for them to be wearing masks anyway. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. when you look at when you look at a place like China, which what's the population of China? One point four billion or something, something like or that, yeah. something crazy like that. They don't have they don't have widespread pandemics. Yeah, yeah, because they and be, just... it's because of because of that. And of course, mm. they wear the masks yeah. not to protect themselves, yeah, to protect, but to protect other, other people because yeah. they because they have got a cold mm. or yeah, a, exactly or a right. flu themselves. So they've just they've had they've had a handle on it for a long time. Exactly right. And that's how they got it out of it so quickly. Yeah. So yep. I don't know. So I think I feel like if we adopt that sort of thing, which we have, and I, I believe we can, t- we will continue to do so. You know, things are going to change. Yeah, um, but there's going to be a lot of, as you said, the pers- <clears throat> perspex screens will stay. Yeah, um, like there'll still be, you know, probably a lot of businesses will keep the the, um, the you know the bottle of, bottle of sanitizer at yeah. the front front yep. door and all those sorts of things. You know, so yeah. and I think I think online shopping is going to be a huge thing. I mean, it was big anyway, but now yeah. Oh, yeah, people are massive. now people have now gotten used to that, and yeah. I think they'll uh, they'll continue to do it. Yeah, and it's the same thing with click the streaming. And yeah, click and collect streaming on demand. It's, the people are just going to get used to all this stuff. Yep. Um, there has been another really great thing. Like, I mean, this is probably the best thing that's come out of the pandemic. The best thing that's come out of twenty twenty. What's that? Borat has oh, returned. Oh, yes, here we go. Yes. Oh, I'm so oh, excited. Lord. How did they keep this quiet? Did I they, don't did, know. Was it they, why, Was it known he was doing it? They, there have been like little videos kind of leaking out kind of over the last couple of months of Sasha Baron Cohen just 
doing stupid doing things. Doing session-bearing There was uh, the clip of him at a Trump rally. He went to a Trump rally oh and riled up a bunch God. of people. He got chased off the stage, got chased <laughs> out. People were just assuming that it was like um, he did that. Um, this is a, I think it was called This Is America, a, t- a series that he did last that's, year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The year before. And people have been saying, oh, he's doing a second series of that. Um, maybe he has been. Maybe he's been working on two projects at once. But he's filmed an entire Borat film, a new Borat film. And only like a couple of weeks ago there were rumours floating out that Sasha Baron Cohen's filmed another Borat film and there's there's reports that it's screened, it's finished, and it's ready to go out. <laughs> oh. And only a couple of days ago it's finally been announced. Unbelievable. Yes. How on earth? Does this happen? How do you film? They, they, they must. They must have. Must have everybody on real strict oh, for contracts. Sure. Non disclosures. How do you not know who Borat is though? Like, how can you go and how can you fool people with Borat? Like everyone knows, yeah. surely. Well, you would think so. It's insane. It's been around long enough. So they've kept this quiet for how? Who knows how long? Maybe they just started filming a few months ago and got enough material to make a film. I don't know. Um, but, like, I'm a huge Borat fan. I have been for, forever. When the first film came out, I remember walking around school quoting Borat like crazy, <laughs> doing the voice all the time. I even rang in the radio. They were doing a, com- uh, a competition on the radio for the best Borat accent, and I won tickets to the footy show. Unfortunately, oh, that's right. Remember? I you couldn't go. Young, too, I was too young, young to, to go. even go. So I went. So you went. And who did I take? I think you went with uh, Lockie's dad. Well, yeah, that's My right. My mate's yeah, yeah, dad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had the Borat T-shirt, which I went looking for before. I think I threw it out. It would have been much too small for me probably anyway. Um, but, yeah, I love Borat. I'm so excited for this. So the comeback, this comeback, Borat comeback, getting back on track. I'm just, I'm just so excited by this. Um, <laughs> it was officially announced on Twitter. An account named Republic of Kazakhstan at Kazakhstan government claiming to be, and this is a quote from the Twitter account, official Twitter account for the government of Kazakhstan, right? Now, if you look at the feed, it starts fairly normal, like as if it's a legitimate government-run account that's come out of Kazakhstan. Half of the tweets are in um, in another in another language. In Kazakhstan. Is it in Kazakhstan, yeah. And... It's in like not even in English characters, so it's like it looks like it's like it's a legitimate legit, like yeah. a legitimate thing. Tweets like, "We welcome you to this official Twitter. From here, we will be communicating ourselves to the world with official communications." The Kazakhstan Trade Minister is currently conducting a tour of major export distribution outlets, overseeing expansion of our export capabilities. Good morning, a beautiful day expected today here in Kazakhstan, with light cloud and comfortable temperatures on the plains. The fishing ministry are conducting water quality tests during a site visit to the big Almaty Lake this morning. Prime Minister will be meeting with ministers this afternoon and attending the Agricultural Council later this day. Tweets about the Defence Minister, the Department for Energy. And this went on for two days. There were over 30 tweets. (laughs) And then the tweets started to get a little bit weird on the third day. Little known fact, Kazakhs were first in the world to domesticate horses. Another great moment in the history of our great nation. Hashtag technology, (laughs) hashtag world culture. Apologies, we are unable to currently follow debate because of poor Wi-Fi signal despite recent government purchase of broadband account. Please inform us of developments. (laughs) Great news, we are using Wi-Fi of neighbouring assholes Uzbekistan watching debate again. Apologies, assholes Uzbekistan have changed Wi-Fi password. This is act of war. Retaliation will be forceful. Currently leaning from window to achieve Wi-Fi from Tajikistan. Apologies, previous tweeter fell from window while leaning out to achieve Wi-Fi. His family have been notified. 
Right? So it just got weirder and weirder <laughs> and weirder. Bizarre. And it finally Girl, culminated. Weird, finally culminated with a fake Trump endorsement video with Sasha Baron narrating as Borat over the top. And the sort of the tagline of the tweet was, Congratulations to great friend of Kazakh people, real Donald Trump, for winning debate today. Keep in mind this tweet went out before the debate even started. Right? <laughs> Congratulations for winning the debate today. Impressive and amazing result for a strong premier who always put America and Kazakhstan first. <laughs> so this just... It just got, got wackier and wackier. People were kind of going, what, is this legit? Is this something to do with Borat? You think Kazakhstan, you think Borat. And it, eventually, of course, it turned out to be just this parody Borat account. And the next day they announced uh, that Borat's subsequent movie film will release on Amazon Prime, uh, Amazon Prime on October 23rd. So like a couple of weeks' time. And they were, were, apparently there was a massive bidding war between Netflix and Amazon and Amazon threw down a bunch of millions. Uh, sorry, Netflix threw down a bunch of millions. Amazon went, nope, we're going to throw in like an extra $10 million, and they won it. Um, so Amazon's going to have it, and they want to rush it out before the US election. Oh, Christ. So from what I understand, it's probably going to be a very scathing look at Trump and like in the, in <laughs> oh, the, <you> think? Yeah, <laughs> in the kind of lead up to the, 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 the election and all that kind of stuff. There's a trailer. It's gone out today. We, yeah, we haven't, haven't seen, seen it. it. We're going to watch it. To see this. We're going to do it. We're going to watch it. Now, I stopped doing trailer reactions on the channel because last time uh, I did like a day worth of trailers um, for the Super Bowl, all the big Super Bowl trailers. Yeah, that's right. And um, each one I did, I lost subs. I don't know why, but I kept posting it. Post another one. Oh, shit, I've gone down like another 10 <laughs> subs. I just kept posting them all day. By the end of the day, I'd lost 100 subscribers. Yeah. So it just goes to show how your audience changes. Obviously, my audience isn't interested in that kind of thing anymore, but I feel like this is a decent platform where we can do it. We're going to have a bit of fun with it. I don't have to like rush it out to try and get the views. We're just going to sit here. We're going to watch the trailer for Borat, subsequent movie film. I'm so excited for this. Here we go. All right, ready? We're gonna we'll leave that we'll leave the, the microphones on so you can hear our reactions to this. It's gonna be brilliant. Let's have a look. All right, special announcement, Kazakhstan Ministry. Fourteen years ago, I released a movie film which brought great shame to Kazakhstan. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> now I was instructed to return to Yankee Land to carry out secret mission. Disgraceful. Oh, oh, <laughs> that was the first one, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. People make recognize my face. I would need disguises. This man, sex criminal. Exit. There you go. Yep. No, no sex criminal. Oh, I will oh, take this to be a fat like American man. Yeah. This is a good one. <laughs> 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 Somebody that strapped to the top of your car. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. Oh, I'm my here gosh. to give my daughter as a gift to oh, someone no. close to the throne. I need dress with real sexy peels. Sexy peels. Uh, this is a bag that just goes oh, over the dress. They're nice. Let us <laughs> <laughs> present Sandra Jessica Parker Drummond. Oh, my lord. 
this one with the baby on it. Oh. I have a baby inside me. Can you take it out? No, we cannot. That's not what we do. I feel bad because I was the one who put the baby in. Oh, no. Did you ever put one in your daughter? Oh no! Quarantine so they don't spread this virus. Could I stay in your home? I hope quarantine never ends. Oh shit, man! Oh no! That's the virus or the Democrat? Democrats. Democrats. Killing some of the virus. No, you can't see the virus. No, it's still there. <laughs> if you need to see a virus like that, this makes the virus sleepy, and then when it's sleeping, oh no! Maskini, oh! The whole flat world. While the risk of coronavirus remains low, as the president said yesterday, we're ready for anything. Oh my lord! Michael Penis. I brought the girl for you. Oh no! Oh, so, so, so. oh, no. oh, oh. Jesus! Right. Uh, now I fist you. Right. You what go. do you prefer? You fist me or I fist you? Same time. Fist each other. Right? <laughs> 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 How does he get away with that I shit? I don't know, man. Well, I'm calling it now. Borat subsequent movie film best picture 2020. <laughs> Oh. Oh. When's it out? Uh, October 23, a couple of weeks. Oh, hang on for that. Amazon yeah. Prime, I can't wait. That looks even better than the first one. Oh, yeah. So that's how we got away with it. Like I said at the beginning, there were all these clips of him dressed up as different characters and stuff kind of oh, leaking out. Okay. It had to have been from this. Trump yeah. rally, he's dressing up in different like kind of outfits and costumes and stuff to disguise himself, as he says in the trailer. So that, that explains that. So all these yeah. things that have been leaking out aren't from... This is America, season two. is It's from Borat. It's from fucking Borat. Yeah. <laughs> that's brilliant. And I feel like that's almost like a like a mix between the two things as well. I don't know if you saw This is America. It was, um, he had all these different characters. I've, and I've seen some around. of it. I don't yeah. know if I've seen the whole thing. So though. I feel like it's almost like a bit of a mix of it. He's getting a chance to do all these different characters, like he even did an Ali G show. Yeah. But he's doing it as Borat. Borat <sighs> playing other characters. This man is insanely... Just talented oh, he's and just so talent, smart. He's he? a Cambridge boy. He Is studied he? Cambridge. Yeah, oh, did of he really? Course, yeah. So he's very, very smart man. He knows what he's doing, and it's just brilliant. It's silly. It's just silly, stupid stuff. But there's like it's like Monty Python. Yeah. Like they were all Cambridge boys too. Yeah. There's that's something right. so smart about this really stupid humor. Yeah. And it has. A, there's a meaning. There's a point behind it. And he's always said he'll bring back Borat if there's a reason to. Trump, coronavirus. Just everything yep. that's going on in 2020, it's like this perfect setting for just something like this. Oh, man. Man, oh, that looks... Uh, that looks wild. That looks pretty I'm good. I'm so excited. There you go. There's that yeah. little uh, reaction to Borat. I'm so excited. I can't wait for that. So Amazon, uh, is it annoying that it's going to Amazon instead of like Netflix or something? Oh, I don't care where it is. Don't care. I'll pay to see it. Yeah, exactly right. I don't care. I'm, I'm just saying. I've seen a few people going, oh, it's on Amazon. I want it to be on Netflix. I'll be sitting there with a box of tissues I'll, to wipe tears yeah. from my eyes, I think. Pay the extra 10 bucks and just enjoy it. It's going to be so good. I can't wait to see that. That is going to be – that's probably going to be one of my favourite movies this year. Oh, man. It looks awesome. And that little man, Keeney. Oh, oh that's oh. like a mask Keeney. He's wearing a mask oh, this time. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, I can't wait for that. That's going to be good. Um, another movie that is apparently coming out this year, 
uh, Sony are adamant that it's coming out November 12 this year is James Bond, uh, uh, No Time to Die, which is the 25th James Bond film. Um, I think they're pulling a bit of a Warner Brothers where they're like, no, we're going to get this out in cinemas, we're going to do it, we're going to put it out, people are going to go and see it. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it'll get this released, but they're ramping up the marketing campaign for it. They've launched a new podcast. Um, which is like, I think it's going to be like a six or eight episode podcast or something. I heard it was six episodes. Six episodes. Yeah. It's got interviews with people involved, Daniel Craig, uh, uh, Rami Malek. Produ- um, the producers. Producers, the directors, directors, everyone, right? And also right? Um, Billy and, uh, and Phineas. Phineas, Phineas Eilish, yeah, because she's done Apparently. the new song. They've just released the new video clip for the song. Yep. So they've really ramped up this marketing campaign for this film, assuming that it's going to get out there on November 12. I don't know. Is this movie coming out November 12? Uh, this isn't something I feel like they're going to just slap on streaming. This is something they're going to want to put in cinemas. Oh, it'll go to cinemas. Is it coming out November 12th? <sighs> it probably will. You reckon? I think it, I think it might. Will because, they risk it? Well, <clears throat> just because we can't see it here in Melbourne at the moment doesn't mean to say that yeah, you know, Sydney and Brisbane and Well, yeah, well, they could. Do, I guess they could do that like what they did with Tenet, but Tenet was such a failure. It bombed. F- yeah, bomb didn't it? Especially in, in America when no one went. yeah. So but what? I mean, it's a different sort of franchise, though. Like it's yeah. it's a Bond franchise, yeah. and the, and and Bond's pretty polarizing. Like you either love yeah. it or you hate it. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge Bond fan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, particularly the Daniel Craig ones. There's only been one or two of those that I've actually enjoyed. Yeah, I'm the same. Um, mm-hmm. Who knows what this one? I'll watch it, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Not another yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm the same. I hate it. But you've got people one. out there that are absolute. Oh, yeah, 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 Bond fans, yeah, and sure. they'll go to a they will, I'm, I'm sure they will. And but, there's a lot of them. But then there's a lot of people who love Christopher Nolan. But I don't know, maybe it's a different thing. Maybe it's maybe Nolan's like a more niche – I mean, he's a huge director, but I feel like, yeah, there would probably be more impetus to go and see James Bond. Yeah, I would think so. Than, I would think so. Especially – It's got a wider appeal. Yeah, and the, the British – there's the British thing. The You know, he's huge in Britain because he's, you know, James British, Bond. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But the the fact that Sony have ramped up the marketing campaign tells me that they're like all guns blazing and they're ready to drop it. That's why I'm thinking that they, yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll drop it is because yeah. it's because of that. Yeah. I mean, why would that? Why why would Billie Eilish have dropped her? Well, yeah, the video clip. You know, that, you can't tell me that's not all been timed. Well, it's obvious. It's obviously you know. all part of this. Yeah. It's uh, quite obviously part of a marketing campaign. Assuming the no film doubt. is coming out in November 12, but whether it's actually going to hit that date has been like kind of a. A, a subject of debate. I think it's probably going to if they're like, you know, they're still going so ahead. far out with this, um, what do you call it, marketing campaign? Yeah, I would think. Interesting. And if, and if it doesn't, it's not going to be far behind that. No, I don't think so. Well, it's going to be an interesting one to watch, especially to see how much money that takes in. I think if Sony take this um, this experiment, this chance, this is going to be their final answer of, is it okay to release movies yet? But do they have a streaming? Are they attached to a streaming service, Sony? Well, I was actually told by one of my followers, uh, Pulp Serial, great guys, followed me for years, years and years and years. He runs a Twitter, uh, yep. Pulp Serial, um, and he um, he reached out to me and actually said because like a few weeks ago we said they were the only one that don't have a streaming service. Yep, they have a part ownership in Crackle, which is like a free streaming service. Oh, okay, I believe. Um, I'm not sure what their percentage of ownership is, but apparently there's a lot of Sony content on there. But as far as like owning something like Disney Plus, where it's a platform with just like like a whole back catalogue of Sony, there's nothing like that. But I feel like they won't be far behind. But are they they, they associated with Universal or something, aren't they? No, here in Australia, they're under the same home media distribution arm, so Sony Universal. 
wouldn't surprise me to see them sort of well maybe put their yeah. stuff up at the Universal possibly because they got the Peacock streaming service Uni. Yeah. Interesting. That'll be an interesting one to watch anyway. And of course, you're getting that new that new one next year. Universal Universal Plus or something. Oh um, no, it's Paramount. One. Paramount. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. No. Which again is under that same umbrella here in Australia. It's Universal, um, Sony, and then I think select Paramount titles go through Universal as well. Oh, okay. Um, like the newer stuff, especially. Um, I think so. Anyway. Um. So. So yeah. I think this will be just that final test. Tenant went out. That flopped. Okay, so how's a big franchise movie going to do opening at this time? I think that's going to be like our final answer, and we'll find out in, it'll be, it'll be in, in a month. To see. Yeah. Um, we've had some interesting casting, lots of casting news this week. A lot of casting news that has polarised a lot of people, some of this anyway, this one in particular. Um, Hollywood Reporter has reported just this morning, actually, that Jamie Foxx is joining the third MCU Sony Spider-Man film, reprising his role as Electro. From the Amazing Spider-Man Two, oh, really? Do we yeah. Go there again? Well, Amazing Spider-Man Two is a movie that a lot of people didn't like. I didn't like it. Thought it was awful. I thought the worst Pretty part. Ordinary. I thought the worst part of that was Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox is a great actor. I think he's fantastic. Ray is one of my favorite films of all time. He's brilliant in that yeah, film. Great film. But the way that obviously he was directed, the the direction that they went with the character in that film, like I wouldn't blame him completely for the direction they went with that character. Was terrible. I don't think it's his sort of thing. I don't think so. I, I, yeah, I don't know. This is for those who don't remember. It's just a little clip of Jamie Fox from Amazing Spider-Man as Electro. But you better make damn sure you kill me this time, because if you don't, I'm gonna kill the light. Everyone in the city is gonna know how it feels to live in my world, a world without power, a world without mercy. A world without Spider-Man. And everyone will be able to see me for who I truly am. And who are you? Don't you know? I'm Electro. <laughs> so that's some, like, Pretty real, like, Batman forever. Like yeah, Batman yeah, and Robin yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Like yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Dr. Freeze kind of thing, Mr. Freeze. It's, like, just really over the top. The movie was awful. I really didn't like it. Now, there's three things. There's three kind of uh, possibilities that they're saying they could be bringing Jamie Foxx back. Possibility number one, he's reprising the same version of the character for unexplained reasons. They've just decided, let's bring it back. Even though it's a completely different universe, different different franchise. Different franchise, yeah. Bring him back for unexplained reasons, right? Reason number two, Fox could be getting a second shot at reprising the character a different iteration of the character, just like J.K. Simmons reprising um, J.J. Uh, J. J. Jonah Jameson yep. at the end of Far From Home. So give him mm. a second chance, see how he does with the character in a different setting. Possible. Third one, and I think this is probably the most likely, the more you think about it. This could further confirm rumours of the Spider-Verse. The Spider-Verse could be happening. Um, which, um, of course, they're opening up the multiverse in Doctor Strange. They've been touching on it in the MCU so far. Uh, Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, comes out in a couple of years, and it's directed by the original Spider-Man series director, Sam Raimi. There are rumours that that film will invite back actors from previous Marvel films from the different universes. So we could be talking about um, Eric Banner as the Hulk. 
You could be talking about the original Fantastic Four team, um, you know, Jessica Alba and Michael Chiklis and Chris Evans and all them. You could be talking about, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You could, you could go on. Um, there has been rumours of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield coming back as different Spider-Men. So essentially they're doing what they did with this, the animated Into the Spider-Verse in live action. Flogging it all. Yeah. So I don't know. I, on one hand, I'm excited for that. On the other hand, you kind of go, well... I don't know. It's a very exciting thing to get all these people back, but is there a reason? I mean, what's the what's the story? I'm sure, like, Marvel have mapped it out. There's probably a reason there, but I, how do you feel about it? Uh, like I said, <laughs> flogging a dead horse. Yeah. I think Move if on. I think, if it's, I think if it's reason one, yeah, that's I, I don't like it. If no, they're just bringing him back just for the sake of it. Playing the same character. Spider-Verse could be okay. Spider-Verse could be okay. So that's reason three. Reason one, I, 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 can't, I can't back because that's just stupid. I hate the idea of like cross-contaminating of universes, yep. franchises, unless there's Get a that. reason, right? Second one, if he's coming back, putting a different spin on the character, I feel like it could be okay if it's done right. But give someone else a chance, surely, right? Um, third reason, as we said, could be okay, but it could also just be just, I don't know. It's an old, it's an old um, that old thought that the, the more big names you have in a film, the worse the well, film exactly is. Exactly right, and that's all. That's what happens with these movies. Spider Man Three, so many big characters, so many um, you know villains and stuff ruin the film, and that just happens every time they just try and shove so many characters into a film. Endgame is probably and Infinity War probably the only examples where you shove so many characters into a movie and it works. Yeah. You know, and because they give these characters all their little things. And I think, again, you've got 20 movies of setup before they do that. Yeah. You know? Yep. Uh, there's also a possibility that they could be forming the Sinister Six. Now, they are, of course, a regularly changing roster of Spidey uh, villains. Sony has wanted to do a Sinister Six movie for, for decades. Like, as far back as the early 2000s, with the original Spidey movies, they've always wanted to do a Sinister Six. Currently in the MCU timeline, we have Vulture, Shocker, Scorpion, Mysterio, and Tom Hardy's Venom, and now Electro. So they could be forming a Sinister Six in this universe. But again, if you're pulling in Electro from another universe, there's a possibility you could form a Sinister Six with Green Goblin, Doc Ock, Sandman, the Lizard, um, and villains appearing from all these other Spider-Man films from other franchises. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but there are a few possibilities. Um, movie is slated for December 17. It was originally 2021. for uh, 2021. It was originally for November 5th, but Disney moved the Eternals to November 5th, so Sony were obviously forced to push Spider-Man to December 17. I reached out to people on Twitter to see what people are kind of thinking about this. Uh, Stephanie Gallardo says, I am excited to discover what they have planned. We only know bits of the information. The studios hold the piece we are missing, so let's wait and see what they can do. Yeah, that's uh, yeah good very point. fair. Blake says, I'm a bit biased in that I actually enjoyed The Amazing Spider-Man 2, but I think that this is definitely not the way to go with this Spidey unless they're doing some sort of multiverse situation. I'm just not a fan. Same reason I don't love J.K. Simmons coming back. It breaks the immersion. I felt the same thing. I thought it was a little giggle, but I just thought, no. I just Mm. don't like that, like, cross-contamination for the sake of it. Ray says, I never judge a movie based on how good or bad the actors are. For me, a lot of the faults come from the script, editing, and visuals. I don't mind Jamie Foxx's Electro, just as long as they give a good and convincing explanation as to why he's in this universe and how he will add to it. All very, very fair. Yep, exactly. Yep, and I think we're kind of all on the same wavelength right there. I've got some more Marvel casting. Um, An absolute newcomer 
has been cast in the role of Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, for the uh, upcoming Disney Plus series, Miss Marvel. She's only done small stuff, hasn't she? No, she's done nothing. Nothing. Are you sure? Go on IMDb, there's nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's the only thing on her IMDb. Absolute newcomer. She's 18 years old. Her name is Iman Valani. And, um, of course, Kamala Khan, if you don't know, Miss Marvel. Uh, she's a character in the comics. Captain Marvel, currently Carol Danvers. Brie Larson plays her in the in the MCU at the moment. Um, she was the original Miss Marvel. And when Captain Marvel died, she took over the, the role of Captain Marvel. And then Kamala Khan takes over the role of Miss Marvel from uh, Carol Danvers. Uh, the Marvel website describes Kamala Khan as a Pakistani-American growing up in Jersey City. Kamala Khan idolises superheroes like Captain Marvel, never dreaming she'd have the opportunity to join her role models in safeguarding society from the forces of evil. With an inhuman ability to alter shape and size, the newest Miss Marvel employs an idealistic attitude as much as any power to make the world a better place. Uh, she's Marvel's first Muslim character to headline a comic book. Which is really awesome, um, and she's the she's actually the star of the current um, Avengers PlayStation Four game, which I just recently played. Loved it. Thought, thought it was great. That was my actually actually my. Intro- oh, was she the main? She was the main character right. in that. So that was my introduction to that character. Actually, I'd never read the comics uh, with the, with Miss Marvel. I'd never really come across her in the animated series, um, but uh, but there you go. So she's um, yeah, we've gone over. Th- I'm mm. really looking forward to this. Interesting. Yeah. It's really good. So that's Put it. Put it up there, nothing, nothing Put it up. there. That's no. it. Absolute newcomer. She's come out of nowhere. I think she looks great in the part. I mean, um, Boss Logic, who is an Australian artist, I think he's Melbourne-based. He does a lot of, like, photoshops for mock-ups of fan art and stuff. Marvel and Disney actually hired him to do official posters for Endgame and, and I think Spider-Man Far From Home as well. So he's done this little mock-up. If you're watching the video, I'll put it up on the screen. If you're um, listening, I'll put like a link to the description or just go and check out Boss Logic on Twitter and Instagram. I'm sure you're all following him. He's awesome. Um, but he's done like a mock-up of what of what, um, what you could look like in the show. It looks pretty cool. It's great. So this is, of course, part of um, Disney Plus uh, doing a series of Marvel shows. Uh, which will spin out of the MCU, and then um, it's believed that um, this version of Kamala Khan will then go into the movies afterwards. They're doing like a rumors are they're doing like a Young Avengers thing, okay. which is a comic book series where there's younger versions Cross of over Avengers. Movie, like, TV, yeah. So, so it could be uh, very interesting. Now, this kind of follows last month's announcement that uh, Tatiana Maslani, uh, ta- sorry, uh, Tat- Maslani. From Orphan Black, we saw her recently in Woman in Gold. She played the younger version of Helen Mirren's character in the film. Uh, She's going to be playing She-Hulk in the She-Hulk series, which is going to be awesome. I think she looks cool. There was was talk of Alison Brie um, from Glow. Uh, There was rumours that she was going to be in the role, but no, they've uh, chosen uh, Tatiana Maslany. Apparently she's amazing in Orphan Black, which is a show I've never watched from the BBC. Looks really good. Um, other Disney Plus um, series news, Marvel, Sam Jackson Sam is apparently Jackson. in talks to replies, uh, reprise Nick Fury in a Nick Fury series. Variety reported this, of course, one of the big trades, um, and you kind of, you know, you believe anything that they say. Uh, they say that they have learned exclusively from sources that there's a Nick Fury series in the works and uh, that Sam Jackson's going to be back. There's no word on when it's coming or what it's about, when it's set, any of that stuff. I think that could be exciting. I love a bit of Sam Jackson. Oh, yeah. Superannuation. Yeah, well, exactly right, <laughs> yeah. Um, bulk up the, uh, what would they call it uh, over there? Uh, their, uh, What's it called? Their 401k or something? Yeah, it's sort of, yeah, it's called, you know, or the, <clears throat> their um, retirement, retirement fund. fund. Retirement fund, yeah. And there's also rumours of them doing a Mace Windu series, Star Wars series for Disney+, Plus, which is going to be like a prequel 
which has like flashback. It's like a prequel series of a young uh, Mace Windu played by a different actor, and then Sam Jackson comes in and does like um, like the flash forward stuff as the older Mace Windu, kind of like what they did with the young Indiana Jones series all those years ago, where Harrison Ford returned for a few episodes as the older Indiana Jones. That could be cool. There's I don't know if there's any basis to that one, but definitely Nick Fury. Her variety has reported that one. Uh, some more Disney casting news. Tinkerbell has been cast for the upcoming Peter Pan live-action remake. It's going to be called Peter Pan and Wendy, um, and it, uh, it it's going to be directed by, written and directed by, I've completely lost the note there, uh, it's re- uh, written and directed by, directed by David Lowry and written by Toby Hol- Holbrooks, who are the team uh, behind Pete's Dragon, the remake. Uh, Jude Law has previously been cast to play Captain Hook, and uh, we've got uh, Yara Shahidi is cast as Tinkerbell. She's uh, best known for her role in Blackish and Grownish, which is a TV series. Um, I think they're on Hulu. I think, um, oh, which, I is a, which is a, which is a Disney owned uh, service. Um, so she is an African American Iranian. Her father's Iranian. Her mother is African American. Um, so of course, the internet has erupted once again with the hashtag Not My Tinkerbell Morons Idiots. Right now, this happened when they announced um, uh, Halle Bailey was going to be uh, doing uh, was going to be Ariel in the upcoming Little Mermaid. Of course, Halle Bailey is uh, is African American as well. She actually came. Uh, she her big breakout was in the Grownish series as well. She's been cast as Ariel. A lot of people came out. Hashtag not my Ariel because we've got a, a black Ariel and now we've got a black Tinkerbell and people are just lost it. Right, and I'm going to say I'll say the same thing that I said with Ariel. This is a mystical being. She has no inherent race. She's a fairy. Fairy exactly doesn't right. have to be white. A fairy doesn't have to be European. It can be German. It can be Italian. It can be African-American, right? There's no reason we can't have a black Tinkerbell. There are some roles you can't race swap. There's always someone who goes, you can't whitewash characters. Why can't you, you know, you can't, you can't make a black, a black character white. People will go crazy, Right. No, but there's some roles that you can't race swap. I agree with that. Characters like Mulan, Black Panther, characters yep. whose race and ethnicity are so inherent to that role. Yeah, exactly. And right. their character and their story is so built into their ethnicity, their culture. You you couldn't. You couldn't have a white guy play Black Panther. No way. Oh, no. But you can have a, a, you can have a black girl play a fucking fairy. Yep. It's a fairy. And I think she looks awesome. I think she's going to be great. There was talk of Margot Robbie playing Tinkerbell. I mean, she's that idyllic white blonde that we've just always come to know Tinkerbell to be. She's taken the role in the new Pirates reboot uh, over this, apparently, and now they've gone uh, for, uh, for for this version of Tinkerbell. I, I think it looks awesome. I think it's going to be great, and I'm really looking forward to that. And uh, Another note is a female has traditionally played the male role of Peter Pan. In on the stage yeah, that's right. for over a hundred years, one hundred and fifteen years. Traditionally, on stage, Peter Pan is played by a female. Oh, Hook, that was right? um, Julie, Julie Roberts. Was she she Tinkerbell was, and Hook. Oh, she was Tinkerbell. Yeah, she in, was Tinkerbell in Hook, and Hook. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but oh, yeah. No, so, talking no, about Peter Pan. A female has yeah, traditionally yeah, yeah. played yep. Peter Pan, the role of Peter Pan on the stage. Right. Right. So if we can have, you know, so why aren't we complaining? Oh, there's a male playing Peter Pan in the movie, right? So. It's, yeah, all these things. But I think that People looks great. Morons. People are morons. Um, we've got Lion King. A sequel is announced to Lion King. Barry Jenkins, the uh, indie filmmaker behind Moonlight and If Bill Street Could Talk, 
Um, some people are annoyed that he's selling I need out. To get my hands on that if Bill Street. We got to see that. So it's not didn't bring it out on Blu-ray in Australia. No. Got to import it. Uh, some people are annoyed that he's selling out. Um, but a lot of people are saying, well, he's doing the one for me, one for you thing. This is a guy that's done a couple of really well-received independent films. Moonlight won Best Picture at the Academy Awards, right? But this will give him some clout to do whatever the hell he wants for the rest of his career. There was Taking an actor that used to do that. Who was the actor? Michael Caine does it all the time. Does, does one yeah, for you and then one, does one yeah. for himself. Got to put money on the table. Yeah. But this is saying, look at Christopher Nolan, indie filmmaker, did three Batman films, and now he can do whatever the fuck he wants to do. He took five, six, ten years out of his life to do Batman, a superhero franchise, and now he can do whatever the hell he wants to do. Taika Waititi with Thor. The only reason he was able to get, um, was his last film, Jojo Rabbit out, it's because Thor was so good. Yep. Independent filmmakers taking on big films like this, I mean, this just means that you're going to get more great content from them. Yeah. And not necessarily like big blockbuster stuff, right? So it's apparently going to be like a prequel focused on Scar. This hasn't been confirmed. It will not be based on Simba's Pride. I know a lot of people are going to ask the, the director video movie, Simba's Pride. It's not going to be based on that. Uh, it's going to be written by Jeff Nathanson, who wrote 2019's Lion King. He also wrote uh, Pirates uh, Dead Man Tell No Tales, Catch Him If You Can. He also wrote Speed 2 Cruise Control, Indi- Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Ooh. and Rush Hour 3. Yeah. Uh, so there's a bit of a mix kind of uh, uh, filmography there. But um, look, I, I don't know. Uh, a lot of people are also confused or baffled that The Lion King's even getting a sequel. Why? This movie made $1.7 billion, almost $2 billion at the box office. It's the seventh highest grossing movie of all time worldwide. Of course it's going to get a sequel. Of course exactly, it's going to get exactly. a sequel. Only one film, one film in the top 50 highest grossing films of all time is not a sequel, remake or franchise entry, and that's Titanic. And that makes it even crazier that Titanic made so much money, you know, and it's yes. managed to take its spot. Like that just shows just how crazy, that's the crazy thing, that this one singular film has managed to, you know, be unconnected to anything else. Of course, it's a remake. They did so many versions of Titanic. It's a true story, but it's not a franchise entry. So even the original Lion King is in that top 50 at number 50. So a lot of crazy stuff. Um, I think I, I don't think that's correct. I, like, I don't, I, I'm not baffled by that. This is a huge movie that made a lot of money. A lot of people love it. A lot of people hate it. Of course, they're going to do a sequel because they're going to make probably another $2 billion on that one. Should we do some subscriber questions now? Yeah, why not? Okay, we've got quite a few Let's subscribers, a few. so we'll get into them. Okay, so uh, here's one from Lockie, one of, one of Dave's mates, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your favourite Hayley Joel Osment film? <laughs> <laughs> you an idiot, Lockie. He's an all-round idiot. Um, <laughs> favourite Hayley Joel Osment film? It'd have to be Sixth Sense, surely. Uh, it's probably about the only... I can't, even, I can't even think <laughs> off the top of my head what else he's done. Um, AI, which was crap. That was garbage. Right? So it would have to be The Sixth Sense. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Uh, Blake, yep. who's a Patreon, yep. um, what's your favourite time of day to watch or go to the movies? Uh, we usually go like mid-afternoon, evening. Always Never really like going to the to late the evening because there's always people there. Um, I discovered recently, well, maybe a couple of years ago when I was doing um, Warner Brothers or Village, were sending me a lot of like um, – I couldn't get into the preview screenings, but they would send me in-season passes. So I'd go uh, the day that the movie opened with this in-season pass and get into the movie for free, right? Um, and I found that the morning sessions 
were really good. There was no one else in the cinema. Only one or two other people in the cinema. Mm. So I go with Alicia, my girlfriend, and we just go and sit a movie in the morning. I think it's a great time to go. Um, I don't like too many people around. They're just always annoying. Just annoying people at the cinemas, you know. Unless it's uh, yeah. Go uh, on. Next one, oh, I can't pronounce the name. Shrin Shrin was. Uh, yeah, Sh- Shrinivas uh, Sharma. Shrinivas Sharma. Shrinivas yes, Sharma. There's a Patreon. I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Um, will movie theaters become obsolete due to the current pandemic yeah. and video on demand and paid video on demand movies becoming easily accessible and cheaper for the whole family? Well, I guess we kind of touched on this during the the bulk of the show. There. Well, I feel like they probably won't become obsolete for a long. I feel like it'll be like physical media. It'll be there, but they might not be so big. There's always going to yeah. be a cinema. There's always going to be like a picture so, house too. that you can go and see a movie in. Yeah. You know, I hope they don't die off because oh, it's, it's, a, it's a great experience. Yep. Um, <laughs> here's another one from Pete Seamos. Now, right. Pete, Pete's a long-time supporter and yep. patron, um, and, all patron that. And, and everything. He's been around for a long time. I think we're going to have to start a silly a silly, silly a silly CMOS segment because <laughs> he sends in these silly questions. This one this week. Yeah. What's your what's your preferred bacon, Kevin, or bacon with eggs? <laughs> it's um, it's, it's got to be bacon with eggs, surely. Oh, it's no, no, no doubt in the world. I'd rather sit down and have a nice uh, bacon and eggs than watch fucking Footloose. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> um, uh, Toki, Toki, yo, yo. Yep. So it's Toki Yo. Yep. Uh, is Disney dying? Many would many would argue that Disney doesn't sell like it used to five to ten years ago. I would completely disagree with that. 2019, Disney released the highest grossing animated film of all time, Frozen 2, right? That's their backbone of the Disney company, animated films. Highest grossing animated film of all time was 2019, Frozen 2. Also in 2019 was Avengers Endgame. The highest grossing movie of all time, full stop. 22 films in the top 50 of all time are from Disney in the last 10 years alone. That's almost half of the top 50 from Disney, right? Three of those films in the top 50 are from 2019 alone. Sorry, three of the uh, uh, three in the top 10 are from 2019 alone. Endgame at number one, Lion King at number seven, Frozen 2 at number 10, right? In the top 50... There is also Captain Marvel, Toy Story 3, Aladdin, Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker, Far From Home in that top 50, right, in the last 10 years. Seven Disney movies banked $1 billion in 2019. That is the most that any studio has ever made in a single year. And it's obviously Disney's highest grossing year ever with an accumulative $11.1 billion. It broke the previous record, which was held by themselves by July of last year. Right, and Disney Plus surpassed 60.5 million subscribers this August. That's over a third of Netflix subscriber base, and it's only nine months after they launched. They had uh, noted in 2019 that their projected uh, their projected subscriber count would be 60 to 90 bil- uh, billion, 60 to 90 million by the end of 2024, 20, uh, and they smashed 60.5 in nine months. Oh, Disney are selling. Disney are selling better than ever. Yep, they are selling better than any studio in the history. That's because they, of own, film. they own so much. They of own it. so much. Exactly right, and they have such a tight grip over the film industry. Exactly right. But no, they are selling better than ever. Don't think they're dying. Okay, Tom Tom Bodine Bodwan Bodwan Boy. Apologies again. Apologies. Butchering I'm names. With, yeah, I'm shocking. I'm the same. Um, what's a what's a genre of film you normally don't like, but you love one film in it, and what's that film? Now, we watched one recently. 
called Bone Tomahawk. Bone Tomahawk. Um, Ke- yeah, you watched it with me. Kurt Russell. Oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a yeah. cross western, which, I, which we love. Um, zombie thing, it's like it? a zombie slasher film. Usually hate that stuff, can't stomach, really high levels of violence. There's a bit in this movie where the savages literally rip a person in half and you see it and it's awful. It's the worst thing I've ever seen in a movie. It's like That's really right, yeah, full yeah, on, yeah. really confronting. I hate that stuff. But the movie it was, was enjoyable. fucking good. Yeah, it was I good. loved it. That yeah. was a really good film. Yeah. Uh, one from Gavin. Yep. Uh, what's your biggest piece of advice that you would give to somebody starting out trying to break into the movie or critic space online? My biggest piece of advice, I see a lot of younger people, a lot of people coming into it who spend a lot of time reviewing old movies. There's no views in that. When you're starting out. Yeah. I made this mistake too. I did a lot of reviews of old films and stuff. There's no views in that, right? You need to stick to what's hot. I always say you make content that people are searching for, not content that people might just stumble across. You need to be making hot yep. content. This is why when there is a trailer reaction, people get a trailer reaction out within like 20 minutes, 15 minutes of the trailer going live. Some people do like a live stream of their trailer reaction to get in there first. When movies come out, you've got to be the first in there to get your movie review up. You know, you have to spend your time building your channel on things that are hot. So three, four years down the line, you can actually start experimenting and talking about stuff that might not be so, you know, on topic, off topic stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm on, I'm only at the point now where I can start doing that. You know, I can actually yeah, start right. experimenting yeah, yeah, yeah. with yeah. things that might not be quite on topic or on trend, as they yeah. say. Um, but when you're starting out, don't, Build your channel on reviews for old movies. No, doesn't work. It doesn't work. There's no views. But you've got to be original too. But you've yeah, got to be original, original and find a niche. Don't find, rip people off. You know, find find a way of doing it differently. Yeah. Uh, Zach, yeah. Unoffic- Zach unofficial. Yep. What's your favourite Hitchcock film? Uh, it's it's tough. I always go to Psycho, but I love Rear Window as well, which is awesome. Unfortunately, though. That is, I think, the end of today's show. That is all we have time for today. Uh, we've right on the hour and ten minutes right here. Thank you so much for uh, joining me. Uh, there's a lot of questions there. We'll try and get to some more next week, of course. Uh, if you do have any questions to submit, I put out like a, like a call for questions like around Wednesday, Thursday on Twitter and on the YouTube community board so you can submit questions there. Uh, of course, you can find me at Dave Lee Danunder over on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, just search for me, I'll pop up. Otherwise, there's links down in the description no matter what platform you're listening for. This episode is, of course, coming out on all podcasting platforms including Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts, all the smaller ones. The visual element is available to view on YouTube. That goes out two days earlier to Patreon supporters, www.patreon.com forward slash Dave Lee Danunder if you'd like that early access. If you're listening on podcasting platforms, please leave a review, a rating, good ones. It helps. Be good ones. We really want to try and get this podcast out there and you know, try and get a bit bigger reach and stuff. I'm loving it. I'm having fun doing this at the moment. So it's all good. Uh, now, this week on YouTube, I just launched my first volume of five Pixar rankings that I'm going to be doing. So check that one out. It's the, as I said, first of five parts. It covers the platinum era of, toys, uh, of uh, Pixar. That's, what I, that's my 
my coining, I'm coining it, the Platinum Era goes from 1994 to 2005, covers that entire period of the Disney-Pixar uh, partnership before Disney bought out Pixar. This week, my review for Disney Plus, the Riot stuff, my big video for this uh, this week is my top 10 scariest Disney cartoons, which is one of my many Halloween videos that I'm going to be doing um, over the next uh, well, month or so. If you want to check out all that, check my, my, my social medias and stuff. You can see what I've got planned for the month. At that, thank you for listening, and thanks to old mate Rick for joining me. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks, guys. Take it easy, guys.